Welcome back to another exciting week in the Web3 universe. I'm your host, The Mayor, and you're listening to the best NFT media-nominated NFT and Chill podcast, the show that discusses interesting topics with artists, creators, and thought leaders from the Web3 space. On this week's episode, we have Matthew and Elo from Crypto Credit. And we're going to be talking about something incredibly interesting and innovative in Web3. These guys went to ETH Denver. They came out of nowhere. They won the hackathon. So we're going to explain what a hackathon is. And we're going to talk about what crypto credit is and credit reporting invoices on the blockchain and how people can build their credit. We're going to get into lending for just the average person. Anybody in the world can benefit from this. So sit back and chill while we explore the exciting world of Web3 and NFTs together. Okay, welcome back to the show. What I'm doing in the space is just providing a fresh perspective. You know, Cointelegraph and NFT Now and, you know, even like the Coinbases and all these big kind of media conglomerates, even, you know, Fox Business and and all the huge ones. Like, just so you have another voice in the space bringing perspectives and interesting content, that is what supporting independent podcasters and content creators brings the space because if it's all if it's only the big people talking it becomes what web 2 has when you just have cnn and you just have fox news and media gets convoluted that's where fake media came from you know i'm kind of a rogue media in the space you know i don't conform to what anyone is doing this is completely decentralized i get to say whatever i want the guests get to come on they get to say whatever they want and you're supporting rogue media which to me is incredibly important so thank you all so much for making this possible and making web3 a more diverse space for voices like myself This week, we got a couple of special guests who were actually the first guests on NFT and Chill when the show launched last year. You might remember them as the mob. We have Matthew and Elo from Crypto Credit. How are you guys doing today? I'm doing really good. How about you, Ty? No complaints over here. How are you doing, Matthew? I'm also doing quite well. It's honestly, it's good to have you guys back on the show. You know, it's been a while. And especially you guys being the first guest, come on NFT and chill. This is kind of a historic deal. So I'm happy to have you for sure. Happy to be here. It's been a while. Uh, I see you've made a lot of progress with your show. And um, you were the first podcast we thought of to get back on with Crypto Credit. Yeah, for sure. Honestly, like it's been a crazy journey. Top 1.5%, trending on a bunch of apps, nominated best NFT media at NFT NYC. We're also a media partner this year at NFT NYC, so we'll be there in a couple of weeks. We're super excited in over 100 countries. And honestly, the people listening get a tremendous amount of credit for supporting the show and just being here each and every week. 
being the first guest. You guys kind of helped uh, kick this whole thing off. Much appreciated. It's been a, actually very cool seeing what you guys have done in the space, how you've evolved. You know, you started off with Mob Society, started doing some really cool stuff on Twitter spaces. You know, you have some really interesting stuff to talk about with ETH Denver and what you're doing with crypto credit. And honestly, I think it's awesome. It elevates Web3. Get into a little bit of what crypto credit is, what it can do for each and every listener listening. So this is what crypto credit is. We're trying to make peer-to-peer lending a thing and we're trying to bring off-chain transactions on-chain. So there's a lot of transactions that happen in the day-to-day between people, whether you're loaning your brother or sister $2,000, they pay you back. We want all that information to be on-chain and we're really trying to target cash transactions. So that's the main thing because for most of the world right now, they transact in cash. Like if you look at Asia and Africa, they take up most of the world's population. They don't have bank accounts and stuff like that. They use cash transactions. So we're trying to target them. And those cash transactions, we want to put that on chain as well and then build a credit report for people globally so that people can lend to these people all across the world. And to piggyback off of Alo, like he said, revolutionizing the cash economy is very essential because there's a lot of people that aren't necessarily players within the free market. So providing them access to credit like this, it being globalized credit as well. So we have everybody around the world working. It definitely pushes the message forward. Yeah, absolutely. That's what I love about this. I mean, it kind of it elevates, you know, the average person, the people who don't have thousands of ETH and like aren't banks or exchanges. You know, the interesting part is like these transactions that you're doing on a daily basis can now help build your credit, you know, for the future. If you want to apply for a loan, a mortgage, credit card, if you've had no credit, if your credit was bad, like you would do stuff on chain that you're normally doing on a daily basis that can help build your credit back. And what's really cool about this, it's not like you build your credit to go to a bank to get a loan. You're building your credit so anyone across the world can lend to you just by seeing your credit history, right? So we're opening that whole industry and allowing more people to connect. You pretty much hit it on the nail. You know, how does the website work? How do you guys go about reporting the credit? Matt, you want to take this one away or? Yeah. Um, so for right now, right, we're focusing on the um, cash transactions. And the way we go about validating those is we have a validator system where maybe an individual or a business or in your region becomes a validator. You're at the dentist and you go and you get your teeth cleaned and the dentist generates you an invoice, but you pay cash. What you end up doing is you go to one of these validator networks to where the validator is there. He validates the transaction happened. The service was made just like that. You're, um, you basically generate credit on chain through those transactions because it's, it's important to try to secure cash transactions because, you know, risk of fraud and everything of that sort. So having a validator there, biometric validation to make sure these people are here. These, these people say who they are and the service is what it is. So having that right there to secure that uh, was very essential for us to build. And not everybody can become a validator. You have to stake a certain amount, whether it be via 10x or 100x, to validate these transactions or 10% of the amount that you stake. So, you know, disincentivize the validators from committing these fraud transactions. We have a system in place to where there are people that are tracking the transaction, trying to make sure that prove that the validator is lying. And if they can, we have a DAO system in place, which then slashes the validator's bond and rewards the person who 
found fraudulent um, acts within their validation process. Also, the question is, what happens if someone doesn't pay you back, right? And we also put a system in place to where if the person doesn't pay you within the due date or the allotted time, then you have an option to send a soul bound token, which is basically to prove that this person is a bad payer or something like that. And it goes in their wallet. And the only person that can remove that soul bound token is the issuer or the person that issues the invoice. And we also have terms in there in which the person that received the invoice can renegotiate terms. I guess my question is, will this help build your credit off of Web3, like in Web2 with like the major credit reporting agencies? I mean, it depends. It can definitely help with people that are here in the U.S. If they're able to put all these transactions on chain, then eventually in in the roadmap somewhere, it will be to work with these credit uh, companies to where that they, I guess, adopt our system in a way. So ironing out all these details. Right now, we created the system to where it just generates a credit history for those people that don't have access to credit at all. They're just building a, a report that they never had before. Primarily, this is providing a credit history on-chain activities, on-chain lending. It is on-chain lending because if they're able to see that a person has a good report or good score and then they want to lend him, they, of course, have to lend him in crypto. We're even trying to explore the validator being able to um, basically take that crypto and convert it to their local currency to give to the people in these countries like Africa, Asia, all of those. So, yes, that's what we're trying to experiment and see how we can, I guess, work this system. Yeah, and I've also found with Web3, when building, you almost have to kind of think to meet people where they are. Yeah, honestly, like I love that. Building things for the everyday person, the majority of the world to where it can benefit them and they're going to get something out of it. Like that is best part of Web3 and what people should be building for. Like Board API Club is cool and all, but very minute fraction of the population gets to benefit from that. Building something to where anybody can get involved, anybody can take advantage of it and benefit from it is kind of where I like to shine the light on. How does somebody get involved? Do they have to sign up on your website? How, how do they get involved in building their credit on chain? If they're dealing with crypto, it's extremely simple. We have a DAP up and ready while well, we're still working on it and iterating it, but it will be up and ready very soon. And literally all they have to do is put in the link and then put in a wallet address, due date and all of that. And they can start issuing invoices just like that and building on-chain credit. That's how they would, I guess, sign up for it. And there's many cool things you, you can do. Like we integrated with Huma as well, Huma Finance. They were basically kind of like our um, mentors. We were in their hacker house during East Denver as well. And basically, these people will be able to borrow against their invoices to get capital from Huma. So they have a lending pool over there. Yeah, that's how you would sign up. Literally just a link and uh, you can use our app right away. But for cash transactions, that one is a lot, I guess, uh, detailed because we're trying to make it as seamless as possible as well. But the thing is with cash, there's a lot more risk of fraud. So it requires like a DAO that we created to audit validators. We're still working and iterating and editing our white paper to see how to best attack that side of the world. What is the app and where where can people go to, to kind of get started on, on this? You know, if, they, if they're looking to create invoices, if they're looking to build credit, if they're looking to, to validate or become a validator, where should they go? 
I would say uh, for our app, people can go to our Twitter, which is uh, at CryptoCredit. In the link tree, it will be CryptoCreditNetlify.app, and that's where you would go if you wanted to try to start generating your own invoices. It's, it's a very cool app. I would say right now as well, we're still tweaking it. The app will be ready, foolproof ready uh, very soon within the next month, I would say. Just follow our Twitter. And that's how you'll keep up with us because we'll be dropping information and details on our progress from there. Honestly, like this is the kind of stuff that I enjoy coming on the podcast. It's something innovative. It's taking something from Web2, but putting a more mainstream twist on it so that any person from anywhere in the world can get involved as long as they have a wallet and they want to start building something. Is your guys' plans to kind of make this like a global thing to where you're touching every part of Web3? Like you said you have, is it Yuma? Yeah, Huma. Yeah. yeah, a lot more companies like Spectral Finance, which they have their own crediting system to where they also generate you a solid score on our platform. So yeah, we're integrated with a lot of um, separate companies to where we're trying to basically partner up with everybody, get the message out there and get credit to the world. Yeah, so like integrating with Coinbase, Binance, uh, One Inch, Curve, Uniswap, like is that is that kind of the plan moving forward is to get everybody involved in, in this? Of course, yeah, because when you integrate with them, especially the people actually for the, the mission of getting DeFi to 99%, those companies also have communities. Web3 is about interoperability and building together. So it only makes sense to join with those people that are for the mission and to build crypto in a good way to where we're helping improve people's lives. Yeah, see, I, I absolutely love that. Because, you know, if you're building for a small group of people or just a, like a small community and you're hoping to have a ton of ETH and they're willing to spend a ton of ETH, I don't know. I mean, that that only touches a, a small group of people in Web3 or and around the world. With this, you're you're not really offering a service that people have to pay you for. What you're doing is the transactions that people are making on a daily basis, like you're adding something to that. What happened at ETH Denver that kind of sparked this whole thing and, and the hackathon that you guys won? I mean, you guys kind of came out of nowhere or were like the dark horse in that event. So could you guys give us a little peek into what happened? Matthew, you want to take this on or? Yeah, so we got to eat there. What you do is you, you're at this warehouse. There's a lot of people there. You try to formulate teams, try to come up with these world-changing ideas on Ethereum. We had a friend, Giorgio. He also is a part of the um, crypto credit team, also one of the founders, and Luis, to where we found them at the conference. Giorgio had this idea, creating credit for um, people that work on Upwork or creating a secure payment system for people that uh, work on Upwork. And it just generated into this idea of getting credit to the world. And we found it. We found Huma. At first, we thought we were building the same thing as Huma. So we went up to speak with them, trying to figure out, you know, what exactly they were building. And partnership came from there because they found out what we were doing. And we figured out a way to integrate with them. Say that Hacker House did help us a lot, having especially since um, Huma won the year prior. So it was kind of like the great incubator that we had at that house. Everybody was working at their best, trying to build out this idea. And I mean, we did it within like nine days, working like 18 hours a day, no little to no sleep, but it was it was fun. I would even say that one of the reasons that the human invited us to their hacker house was because there was no internet in the warehouse for E Denver. 
which makes no sense. You invite thousands of people to for a hackathon and there's no internet. So that was a problem. It was really nice there. And then with the mentors and everything, helping us with pitches, just helping us structure our project and meeting all these teams. It was an amazing experience. And it got to the last day where they were calling out finalists and we heard crypto credit and it was like, whoa, like this isn't insane. I, I, I didn't think that I was going to come to this conference and become a finalist. It's one of the or the biggest ETH conference that there is. So. Uh, that was crazy. And we got on stage. And once we got to that point, we had to basically lock in because we were like, well, it's time to perform because we came here and we're in front of thousands of people. So let's just do what we have been doing, getting the message out there. And we got on stage, we uh, gave our speech and our pitch, and we were actually the crowd favorite. Everyone loved our project. There were screams. It was almost like a standing ovation. It was an amazing experience. Just want to say thank you to the human team again and the teams that were in that hacker house with us. Yeah, honestly, like shout out to ETH Denver, these hackathons, putting collaborations and innovation and some of the most awesome stuff in Web3 is born. People hear hackathon all the time. Could you guys explain what a hackathon is just for, for the listeners? So when they hear the word, they'll know what is going on. Basically, all of these people come together. It could be a company that hosts it or multiple companies that come together. In the case of ETH Denver, it was multiple Web3 companies that build on ETH that came together to sponsor it and put on a hackathon, which basically these people come together and come up with ideas and build the idea to the farthest extent that they can possibly can in a certain amount of days. And then they present to a panel of judges and basically uh, winners are decided from there. So and also with the hackathons as well, they give out bounty prizes for integrating your project with their company. But the biggest incentive is uh, what comes after the actual hackathon, um, because companies are built, relationships are formed. Absolutely. So from this event, you guys win this event. So obviously, your idea was pretty awesome to the point where a panel of judges, people in the crowd, everybody thought it was a good idea. So you take this and now you're running with it. That's the plan. Build it out. Start off at these um, developing countries, maybe be via Latin America, Africa. We're just trying to assess everybody and or really just get it to everybody, to be honest, and just have everyone use it because that's what we need is the 99%. We need everybody within crypto and not just a certain few. 90% of individuals across the world have access to smartphones. It, it's very possible for this technology to actually work worldwide. See, that's incredible. You mentioned invoices. Can projects and companies that are, you know, on the blockchain, because I know bookkeeping and all this stuff is, is very kind of fast and loose. There's not a whole lot of structure going on in Web3. Can companies, projects, businesses in Web3, can they use what you guys are doing to create invoices and better their bookkeeping? 100% anybody can use it. A business can use it to issue invoices to another business. That business pays them back, then it's good for that business because it shows it on the blockchain that they're reliable. So any anybody can use it. Individuals, businesses, companies. Awesome. Final question here. This is usually just something I pull out of, you know, kind of like what the hot topic is of the day and what, what's been going on and just kind of get the guest's opinion on that. 
Give me your take on, you know, the latest artificial intelligence, chat GPT, and what is now actually chat GP4, if it's positive, if it's negative, if you have some kind of dark inclination of AI destroying humanity. As of now, I would say that chat GPT is extremely impressive. It has improved my workflow like a hundred percent because I don't need to find anybody for the answer. I, I thought my workflow couldn't improve more, but GPT-4, what it's offering, like reading images, like it's next level. So I'm extremely excited and I'm just going to take advantage of this AI technology as best as I can because this is what you use to get ahead, honestly. And if you're not using it, you're falling behind. Yeah, absolutely. Matthew, what do you think? Yeah, definitely having that executive assistant and GPT-4 is seen as positive growth. Percentage of the word kind of fears this um, AI technology, but I don't think there's anything to fear having AI cut down the workload by about 85 to 90 percent. Yeah, absolutely. And you said it really awesome, uh, Elo. Like, if you're not using artificial intelligence or chat GPT, you know, if you're having writer's block or you need content, if you are saying, you know, the same stuff over and over and you're looking for something fresh, if you're not using it, you're definitely falling behind. This can definitely help with productivity as long as you're using it in the correct way. And I'm definitely excited for like it to be live. Like I know, but once this thing becomes current, potential is crazy. And I know Google is probably shaking in its boots right now. And yeah, I'm excited for it for sure. And and definitely, you know, there's always the possibility for things to go wrong. Fellas, honestly, this has been an awesome conversation. I'm stoked to bring, you know, this innovative and, you know, new stuff to the masses. And I hope everybody got uh, something out of this. So I thank you so much for coming on NFT and chill. This was huge. No, thank you. Thank thank you for letting us come on again. Yeah, we're two for two now, so. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you guys were the first guests, so I figured, especially, you know, winning the hackathon at ETH Denver. Real quick, why don't you tell the listeners where they can find you guys and get involved in credit on the blockchain? Um, We're at Crypto Credit on Twitter. We're mostly on Twitter right now. That's where we operate. For me, if you want to follow me on Twitter, it's MetaChaser24. Absolutely. Thank you, fellas. And that's it for this week's show. I want to thank my guests, Matthew and Elo, for coming on a second time. It's something that I hope takes off and becomes mainstream. I think this is definitely going to help out the space and help out individuals and also projects and businesses, you know, creating invoices, being able to pay their employees. I think this provides structure in a needed sense. You know, we spoke about a lot of subjects. Like I said, NFT and Chill is going to be a media partner in NFT NYC. I want to thank them for allowing NFT and Chill to be a part of that huge event. So I will be in New York City for that week. There's going to be a ton of content. It should be very exciting. If you see me or anything, I would love to, you know, connect with anybody listening to the show. And of course, I want to thank each and every listener from all over the world for tuning in each week, supporting the show, helping us spread the word. It's been huge. So make sure you're subscribed so you don't miss an episode of NFT and Chill. I'm the mayor, and you've been listening to the NFT and Chill podcast.